Thank you for tuning in to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. You're about to hear a live sermon, which was recorded at our 11 a.m. contemporary service. We are thrilled to share it with you. Thank you for listening. Well, happy Easter, everyone. Welcome to RPC at 11. It's great to see you on such a joyous occasion. What a great morning. Really appreciate all the folks that put so much effort into making this space look easterly. Um, really, really appreciate it. It did a great job. Well, we have traveled this Holy Week from Palm Sunday and the triumphal entry where Jesus enters into Jerusalem to Maundy Thursday, where he has a, a final meal with his disciples and then to that fateful Friday where the powers that be come together and crucify Jesus. And then Friday and Saturday and now Sunday, we come together and look at what God will do as God intervenes in the story. So let us read now what Matthew has to tell us about this story. Matthew 28, verses one through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this great story from Holy Scripture. And we ask that in the next few moments, you might be our teacher. That you might speak a word to our hearts that only your spirit can speak. Or that we might know this God who raised Jesus from the dead. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I've never seen someone raised from the dead, but I've come close. Back when I was just out of college, I was dating this girl who uh, had a pet bunny. I hated this bunny. It had been given to her by an ex-boyfriend. And I knew the ex-boyfriend wasn't very smart. How did I know that he wasn't very smart? Because the only name he could come up with for this bunny was Bunners. Bunners, really? That, that's as good as you could do? But this, this girl loved Bunners, so I tolerated him. One day... I'm hanging out with my buddy Joe and I get this frantic phone call. She's crying on the other end of the line. She says, Jeff, you need to come quickly. Bunners has fallen. 
I said, fallen from what? He said, he fell off the deck. Now I knew that she lived several stories up in an apartment building and there was a, a sidewalk that ran below. I knew that this wasn't gonna be pretty. And I wish I was a better person. <laughs> but a slight smile did cross my face. <laughs> Friends, in life, we will all fall at some point. As someone said, in this life, no one gets out alive. I don't know what it's going to come from. Cancer, ALS, maybe old age. Maybe you'll wrestle with depression, anxiety, family strife. But eventually, all of us will confront that unholy trinity of disease, despair, and death itself. We will all fall from the safe ground to far below. Life will get us in the end. And Matthew tells us that these two women these friends of Jesus confront the fact that Jesus has died. They're the only ones that go to the tomb. Matthew writes, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they go to anoint the body of Jesus. They have witnessed the pain and agony of his crucifixion. They have wept, they have mourned. All their hopes, all of their dreams have come crashing down. They've fallen from on high. They've hit the reality of earth. As Joe and I arrived at the apartment, we walked over to where Bunners lay on the sidewalk. We picked him up. He was barely breathing. We put him in a blanket. Some blood was trickling from the side of his mouth. I had done a little calculation, and this was like if I fell from the top of the, uh, the Statue of Liberty, came crashing down. My heart of stone began to soften as I held him. He was suffering. I was so worried. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. And as these women come to, to pay their respects to Jesus, they're scared. All of their hopes, all of their dreams have come crashing down. See, Mary Magdalene, had, this is the first time she's actually mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew, but we know from the other Gospels that she had been following Jesus for many years. She'd actually been healed by him early in his ministry. And so her, with all of the crowds, had their hopes invested in this man that they hoped was the Messiah. And now he's been brutally tortured and crucified. We will all have to confront this reality of life, that we will fall and break. That no matter how high we climb, eventually we will come down. We even, we even teach our children about this reality. It's true. Consider the nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Or let's try Ring Around the Rosie. Ring Around the Rosie, a pocket full of posies. Ashes, ashes, 
we all fall down. Or how about Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down, broke his crown. And what did Jill do? She came tumbling after. Hey kids, welcome to earth. <laughs> I mean, you child London Bridge came falling down. I don't even want to go into rock a baby. I mean, that is just downright sick. <laughs> but we will all fall down in life. And in sorrow and despair, these two Marys come to the tomb and then a great surprise suddenly happens. Matthew writes, and suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. What an entrance. Rolls back the stone and then sits on it. See, in order for these women to believe the good news of the resurrection, they need the stone to be rolled away. Like all of us, if we're going to come to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we're going to have to have some stones rolled away. I think we have good historical reasons to believe in the resurrection. I think there are some details in here. There's some evidence of why we can believe and trust in this miracle. It's not like resurrections were happening all the time in the ancient world. So stone number one that needs to be rolled away can be rolled away by the testimony of the women. At that time in the ancient world, women were not considered credible witnesses. They were not allowed to testify in a court of law. And so if Matthew was making up this story, he would not use the women as witnesses but he just lays it out there and says, this is what happened. The women saw the stone rolled away. We need to roll away stone number two. The resurrection changed the day these early Jews and later Christians would worship on. Notice what Matthew says. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning. You see, Jews worship on the last day of the week on Saturday. But from our earliest evidence, these earliest Christians on the first day of the week, when they see that Jesus has been raised from the dead, they say, we can't worship on Saturday anymore because Sunday is resurrection day. For 2000 years, Christians have worshiped and come together on Sundays, the first day of the week to point back to that original resurrection. Stone number three, there were numerous witnesses in one of our early letters that's in our Bible, the first Corinthians, the apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth. He gives them reasons of why they should believe in the resurrection. It occurs in chapter 15. He says, I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received. That is, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas or Peter, then to the 12. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Apostle Paul says, you don't believe? Well, we'll go ask somebody. At one time, there were 500 witnesses that saw the risen Christ. They're still around. You can go ask them about what they experienced. It transformed their lives. 
That's stone number four. We have the witness of changed lives. You know, many of these early Christians, these early followers of Jesus paid the ultimate price because they believed in this story that God raised Jesus from the dead. Folks like Peter and Paul, Stephen, numerous Christians were martyred for the faith and they could courageously confront death. Why? Because they believed death didn't have the final word. Because they believed in what God had done in Jesus Christ, that God's resurrection light shined into the, the present. And so these early Christians, what did they do? They, they, they lived transformed lives. They started hospitals. They fed the poor. The outcasts of Roman society would come into the church. They would find value. They would be loved. They would find importance. Women, slaves, orphans, widows would come into the church. And there it exploded. Why? Because they believed death did not have the final word on any of their lives. But once you roll away the stone, you have to be like the women. You have to look in. You have to believe. The angel said to the women, verse five, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said. Come see the place where he lay. The angels are saying, come, come look. He's not here. He's been raised. I know it blows your mind, but this is what God has done. And then what do the angels say? Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead. And indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. The angel says, don't just stand there, go and tell somebody. This message is too good to keep to yourself. Go and share the good news. Go share it with anyone who will listen. Some news is too good to keep for yourself. Joe and I had bunners in the back seat of my car. We didn't know what to do. He was barely breathing. We were driving around trying to figure what we could do. And we see a 24 hour animal clinic on the road there. And so we pull into the parking lot and we go in. And a veterinarian, she comes over to us and she says, what do we have here? And I said, well, we have a, a bunny that fell off several stories off a deck onto a sidewalk. And she looks at me. I say, it's not my bunny and it's not my fault. <laughs> she says, okay, well, let me have him. I said, I think we just need to put him out of his misery. So she takes him and she takes him into the back. And Joe and I sit there in the lobby and we are feeling so much anxiety, so much worry. We stay there for what seems like an eternity. Then the, the vet comes back out to get us. She says, I've got something I, I think you guys are gonna want to see. So she walks us back. We've got our eyes closed. We're holding our breath. Oh, we're so worried. The attendant opens the door to the operating room and we walk in and we look there on the operating table is a bunny hopping around. 
And I look at the veterinarian, I say, is that the same rabbit? She says, indeed it is. And I'm watching him. And I, and I say, well, where's the blood? She says, oh, well, he, he chipped his tooth in the fall. But don't worry, rabbit's teeth grow back. I said, are you kidding me? She says, no. And I'm just, Joe and I are just standing there. We can't believe it. And then I kind of think through the situation and I turn to Joe and I say, Joe, we're going to be heroes. We got to go tell somebody. Friends, over the years, I've talked to a lot of doctors, a lot of scientists, a lot of women and men of rationality. And there are some things you can't explain. There are some things in this life that are inexplicable. There's some things that when you encounter them, you just have to believe with your heart. And so Blaise Pascal says, the heart has reasons reason does not know. There are some things, some questions that we can only ask and have an answer with the word God. The only explanation is a theological one. Why is there something rather than nothing? God created the heavens and the earth. Why do you have consciousness? Why do I have consciousness? Ah, you were made in the image of God. Why? Why did, why did God raise Jesus from the dead? Well, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Some questions we can only say, God did it. In the resurrection, these women who were outsiders are brought inside. And they see and they witness and it transforms their lives. And they go and share that news and it transforms others' lives. The one who ate with tax collectors and sinners to represent the great grace of God has now been raised from the dead. And these women go and tell the disciples and the disciples go and tell others. And 2,000 years ago, this reality, this great good news comes to us today. And the good news is, that the light of Easter shines into our present moment. Let's let that light shine in today and every day. For God has revealed to us in Jesus Christ that the goal of human life is not death, but it is resurrection. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the good news of resurrection that you appointed to us in Jesus Christ. Lord, that sin and death do not have the final word on any of our lives, but we can trust and put our faith in what you did 2,000 years ago with that empty tomb. May we take the good news and that light and let it transform our own lives and our community and world. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. If you'd like more info about Roswell Presbyterian Church, check out our website at roswellpres.org.